when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. It's showtime. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. We might as well have a good time. That broadcast school has really paid off. At Still Smooth Productions. <laughs> oh, big gulps, huh? All right. Well, see you later. And the man you know as the smartest idiot in the world. I think cerveza in a can is probably the greatest invention besides yoga pants and Chipotle. At St. Bales. For another week, senseless everybody, listeners. Uh, this is episode ninety-eight, bold nonsense podcast. The red light is on. Red light means stop thinking. Get a little senseless with us. Uh, it's one seventeen twenty twenty. Do you want to do the date? All right. That means it is uh, it's January seventeenth, twenty twenty. New voice, uh, same podcast, but. We've got uh, at Still Smooth. He's out this week. He is celebrating. Big congratulations to him. Woohoo! And at St. Bale's, not as big of a congratulations. He's sick. Gone forever. So two guys out. Was gonna do it by my by myself. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. Instead, I am joined by. Uh, we get this wrong apparently every week, but CBT Redbeard Six. You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Hello, hello, hello. And we know what CBT is. Yes, it's the captain. Yeah, captain. Yeah. Captain Redbeard Six. Uh, he's my little brother. It's uh, two Walshes for this week, but it's still gonna be good. We're gonna do a lot of football talk. Um, mostly just go through some quick stories. Uh, hit the big things and talk a lot of NFL playoffs. So be ready for that. Be maybe a little bit more of a deep dive this week. Um, quick, short, deep dive, and then we'll get we'll get out of here. And you guys can enjoy the weekend because we are your weekend. Listen, but for now, we're gonna just dive right in and go to trivia. Trivia! Trivia! <laughs> trivia, baby! Oh. <laughs> Gonna make that your final answer? You think you're pretty smart, don't you, Trebek? We're into trivia, and uh, Liam here is going to read last week's and give the answer. All right, so last week's question. Uh, there were two MVPs named for the college football playoff championship game, offensive and defensive. Uh, name both MVPs from the first college football playoff championship. Uh, answer one, offensive, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, no surprise. Uh, defensive, Tyvis Powell. Big surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> Never heard of him. Tyvis, where are you? We don't know. Uh, this week's trivia question is our first Super Bowl trivia question. We usually like to run up a couple weeks, but here's the first one. Since 2000, the Patriots have won the Super Bowl six times. What two teams are the only others... To win multiple championships in that time period. Three teams have won multiple Super Bowls. Patriots have done it six times. Two other teams have done it. Who are they? The Portland Thunder. Quality team. R.I.P. Colt. (laughs) (laughs) And now find find out episode 99. The Wayne Gretzky episode. And the one before the Arizona episode. Which will be a disaster. The news. I've just been handed an urgent news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. This is the fucking news. News, 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 news. We're news too. Only news told much later. See the game last night? Which game? Any of them. Passes it to the man, shoots it, 
And boom goes the dynamite. Fantastic. I am so sorry. Someone put the story in all capital letters, and I, I thought I was supposed to yell it. In the news, we're going to start with the NFL. We've got three stories for you. The first one, Browns officially hire Kevin Stefanski. They gave him a five-year deal. Um, Browns fans will be meh about this, I would assume. The big question that we wanted to get into, since Kevin Stefanski has been hired, there's already been multiple reports that he will be required to meet with the owner once a week and on Fridays hand in his game plan to the analytics department so they can pretty much vet it and make sure it uh, it looks okay in their eyes. My question is, is the analytics narrative already taking away power from Stefanski? So my opinion... Uh... First off, don't like the the owner having so much uh, control. Uh, like, given the given that coach, like you gotta do these things for me uh, right off the bat. Like, I, I think he was hired and immediately was told, "Here are some ways I'm gonna have my thumb on you while you're doing this." <laughs> Not a yep. fan of that. Yeah, uh, and same with the analytics department. Like, yeah, you have to meet with me. Yeah. After every game, before every game, analytics is going to tell you what you are allowed to do and what you are not allowed to do. And my thing is, is all all season we've talked about how they need a strong leader because of the the personalities on the team. And then right away, you tell this guy, or you tell everybody else, you tell the team from these reports that he doesn't have full power. Yeah. So when they hear the message... It's, it's like, you're not really in charge. Yeah. You're kind of in charge. So what does Odell think about that? What does Jarvis think about that? Right. Like, they're not going to listen. Right. That's the problem. That's, that's what my takeaway was. Um, but we'll move on. Antonio Gates has officially retired. He has been in and out of the league the past two, like two, three seasons. Um, but he's done. Finally. Probably a first balloter. I mean, yeah. Uh, I saw the other day he has... Uh, he's in the top three of... Uh, I think at least uh, receptions and yards for a tight end. Um, and I think he's in the top ten for touchdowns as well. Overall? Yeah, for tight ends. Is he number one? He's number one in receiving tight end. Yeah, I think receiving touchdowns. I think so. I think he's. I think he's one, and uh, Tony Gonzalez is two in a lot of the categories. Yeah, I was trying to think about that, like about this today. He's a for sure Hall of Famer, and that's why I wrote probably first ballot. Yeah, like it just it seems like it's a no brainer. Right. But I don't know, does a Chargers thing bring him down? And I'm sorry, Bales. But, <laughs> but, but it seems like it, it might. Yeah, I don't a know. bit of a low blow uh, for Bales. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean... Uh, Enjoy being sick. Yeah, he's also uh, like one of the trailblazers for uh, basketball players going to the NFL and being a tight end. Yeah. Apparently he was really good. Yeah. Antonio Gates. Like, Tony Gonzalez wasn't that good at basketball. Yeah. Like, comparatively. Right, yeah. But... But he was really good. I'm guessing Tony Gonzalez team. could beat us in one on one, one on two. One, one on our whole family. <laughs> yeah. uh, last NFL story we wanted to get to. This one was painful and personal. Luke Keekley retires. I'm in a glass case of emotion. At 28, after eight seasons in the N- NFL. Um, Hall of Famer? Let's just go to it. Yeah. This is where it all. <laughs> yes. This is where every conversation about this always ends up. Yeah. Uh, uh, some people would just go Hall of Fame first and then talk about him. Right. Or the other way around, but it always ends up here. Yeah. Uh, Hall of Famer for sure, in my opinion. I'd say first ballot. Uh, That's what I was wondering. I would say first ballot for sure. Yeah. Uh, just because I mean, if you think about it, I think he had rookie defensive player of the year. And a defensive player of the year under his belt in eight seasons, uh, and I think he was an, he only missed All Pro twice, 
Five time first team, one yeah. time second and team. And Pro Bowl, I think he only missed one time. Yeah. Um, and that was his rookie year. Right, yeah. When he won rookie, rookie as a player of the year. Right, exactly. And everyone was like, uh, no way we're making a rookie linebacker yeah. in the Pro Bowl. Uh, and just the way he approached the game, um, just like, oh, like, according to other NFL players and analysts, coaches, possibly the smartest linebacker to have played the game. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's debatable. Yeah, at least the most intimidating smart linebacker. Yeah. Like he he didn't intimidate you because he was Ray Lewis. He intimidated right. you because he always knew what you were doing. Yeah. So I he brought a Peyton Manning effect to a linebacker position for the first time in the NFL. Yeah, I saw a snippet of an interview with uh, Andrew Whitworth about Luke Keekley, and he was saying when he played, when the Panthers played the Rams, uh, on roughly forty percent of their plays, Keekley was calling out what they were going to do before the snap happened, and just as like an offensive player, if you're having a defensive player. Telling everybody what you're going to do, that's just going to make it so much harder to do your job. Because that's what the offense has against the defense. Yeah. Is the offense knows where the ball's going. But if the defense knows where the ball's going, that makes it much harder. Yeah, the defense has to react. Yeah. It takes a while. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he, d- he did not. Yeah, I like what you brought up because I wrote down here that I don't think Hall of Fame, we need to get completely caught in on the stats. Because his stats look people have been saying look a lot like um, Patrick Willis's stats. Mm-hmm. Like, they're almost identical. But Patrick Willis was up for the Hall of Fame, what, this is his first year? I think so. And he didn't make the finals. Yeah. Like, he didn't even make it to the final tier. Right. But Luke Keekley, like you're saying, I think he's a first ballot guy too. Because there's a narrative around him. Right. Patrick Willis didn't change how people think about linebackers right. and how you prepare. And Luke Keekley did. Sometimes the narrative is what matters most. Right. Not the stats. And with Patrick Willis, it's hard to stand out when everyone pretty much thought of him as Ray Lewis. Like another Ray Lewis. Yeah. That wasn't as good as Ray Lewis. There's no other Luke Keekley that people can, True. can say, yeah. this is another this guy. Yeah. He is He is the thing. Yeah. He's the new stand, like model. Uh, we have a couple of tweets from other football players, like you were saying, people reaching out and like talking about Luke Keekley a lot this week. And the first one that I wanted to get to is like the football aspect of Luke Keekley. It's from Michael Thomas, and the tweet reads like this. Luke doesn't even have social media. He is that different. Uh, I have to see him soon in person and pay my respect. Always fun to play against. Meetings were always a little longer and game plans a little more complex. He kept you honest. So that's the football thing. Like, he changed offenses. And it also speaks to, like, him as a person. Like, I need to see him to pay my respects. Right. Um, This is the big one that I read that I thought, like, this transcends football. This is bigger than that. This is the guy he is, the ambassador for football. This is from teammate Trey Boston. One of the best teammates I've ever had. The first person you meet when you come into the locker room, this is the big part, always told people, I teach my son to be like you. You're the model of the standard, future Hall of Famer, proud to call you one of the bros, one heck of a career, love you, Luke. That's pretty big. Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. (laughs) My son, I want my son to be like you. That's very important, life-wise. And you brought up the Whitworth thing. I saw a story on... uh, on Keekly, last thing on Keekly, but I saw a story from one of his former teammates that said, like, the first four years he was in the NFL, he refused to have cable because he thought it would distract him from watching film. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, that's borderline insanity. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, fine. Not last one. Last one. Ron Rivera also told a story. Uh, he went into the office on Christmas Eve and Keekley was in there still running their projector than <laughs> he had been since practice. And so Ron Rivera told him to go home because he needed to have a life outside. And Ron Rivera said, if I come back here and see you in an hour, you're going to be in trouble and I'll probably find you. Uh, and he started to come down the stairs and heard the door close and couldn't find Luke anywhere, but the lights were still flickering on and off. <laughs> so he knew that Luke had heard him coming, da- like coming yeah. back down and just ran. <laughs> 
uh, on Christmas Eve. Yeah, guy does not care. Lived lived football, and we'll, uh, I'll certainly miss him. He was my favorite favorite player. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, baseball. Woof. Bad things. <laughs> <laughs> this is... We've got a scandal. Astros scandal. Um, stealing signs. It is confirmed that they did cheat. They used... Uh, center field camera and banging a trash can, <laughs> which is the juxtaposition of like the high tech to the just bang a trash can part is man stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's hilarious to me. The Astros manager and GM they were both suspended for one year, then they were fired. The Astros were also fined five million, which is the max they could be fined. They lost a. Their first and second picks in the 2020 draft and the 2021 draft. Um, let's see. Then it spread. So we've had four people on three different teams fired because of this. <laughs> it spread to the Red Sox. Their manager, Alex Cora, admitted to wrongdoing in that scandal. He was a bench coach during this season for the Astros. He parted ways with the Red Sox. The Mets... Fired or parted ways with Carlos Beltran, their new manager, uh, after his connection to the sign-stealing scandal. He was a player in this. So we've got players at the time, uh, not even managers at the time, and managers and GMs. All of it. Lots of people, lots of bad. Is this enough? In your mind. I mean, so... In baseball, I feel like sign stealing is a thing that happens. Yeah. I mean, at the high school level where you're just throwing like actual fingers down and having a sign, that's going to get stolen. That happens. Hands together, hands yeah, apart exactly. a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, first base coaches kind of walking a little closer to the line so they can see the catcher's fingers. Uh, yeah, it happens. Yeah. Uh, but nobody's recorded it, recording anything or using transmitters to tell other people, like, yeah. this. it's, it's a curve, it's a, it's a change-up, it's a fastball. Um, honestly, I would have to... I'd have to say that uh, I don't know that this is enough uh, of a punishment. Because if you think about it, first and second rounders, yes, they're important. But in 2020 first or second rounder there that's not going to come up until 2028 yeah when they're actually in the big leagues so i don't know if that's a lot i don't know what more you could do and there's so many rounds yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh no we lost on four players let's go draft another 85 yeah in the next two drafts Yeah. yeah and it's not like the hit rate with first and second round picks is huge anyway right so it's not that big of a thing right um which is why I don't think it's enough. I thought they should take their entire drafts. You don't get to draft in 2020 or 2021. Mm-hmm. Find them the max. Fire everybody. Um, don't rescind championships because nobody cares about that. Yeah. Um, this is America. It's not going to be like, oh, no, Dodgers, you actually did win. Yeah. Uh but yeah, if you take away the draft, no one two drafts, no one's doing that again. Right. No one's doing that again. Yeah. Um I don't know. You brought up the Dodgers though. How terrible do the Dodgers feel? <laughs> you gotta be pretty bad. Like just how angry would you be? I'd be so angry. Yeah. Cause uh, just That's the that's cause that's the way you beat us. Yeah. Uh, that's just awful. Twice? Yeah, exactly. Two times. Oof. Two times you were Oh, how do you feel for Clayton Kershaw? <laughs> yeah. He has, like, his whole career is Peyton manning because yeah. of this, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. just thought about that. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about yeah. that yet. Yeah, and the, the fact that, like, everyone, when the Houston Astros were winning all these games, everyone was like, oh my god, the, the Houston Astros are awesome. They have all of these fun players to watch, and they did it, the, they they got the right guys, and yeah. they did it, they brought people in like... Uh, Verlander. Verlander, yeah. And now it was all a sham. Yeah. <laughs> it was all just yeah. underhanded that did, dealings. That does kind of suck, because they were fun. Yeah. Were fun. I, I just want to bring perspective to like this moment, 
this is a big moment. Like, don't let it just pass you and, like, kind of live through it and go through the motions of this. This is a huge moment in MLB history. Which, honestly, it was going to pass if these other things hadn't come out later. Yeah. The initial stuff, everyone was kind of like, okay, yeah, they got reprimanded. Let's move on. Yeah. But now that this other stuff has come out, it's kind of, like, dragged it out, and the MLB is like, oh, God. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, they used to we be just, just trying to sweep this under the rug. It went from like bring out the yardstick, yeah. right, bring out a, a bat, yeah. bring the out the cleaver, yeah. <laughs> just cut it off. This is big. I mean, this is something we'll we'll always talk about, and we'll say like, oh, I, we like we lived through that. <laughs> we were <laughs> we were there and and watching and paying attention when this happened. I mean, this is this is steroid scandal. This is Pete Rose. This is Black Sox scandal type stuff, where you can say, "Yeah, that was a really big deal." Say it ain't so, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's so. But uh, yeah, so wild things. Hey, who cares about baseball anyway? Yeah, it's the off season. Here comes college football, <laughs> which is technically the off season now. Yeah. The championship game, we want to react to that. LSU 142-25. Joe Burrow named offensive MVP. 463 yards passing, 6 touchdowns, 5 passing, 1 rushing. He set the single season FBS record with his 59th touchdown in a single season, although I think he ended up with more than 59. Yeah, I think in the game they showed he ended up with like 60, 63, 61, uh, which honestly, too many touchdowns. Spread it around, guy. You know? It's a whole bunch. Let let somebody else score some points. Yeah. It's called a backup quarterback. Yeah. A couple headlines. Joe Brady left. Panthers offensive coordinator now. Their defensive coordinator, Dave Aranda, left. He's their Baylor head coach. Um, We're not talking OBJ. He doesn't deserve it. (laughs) So, I, I don't know. I just want to get into... Get into Joe Burrow first and talk about how ridiculous he is. Yeah, he's pretty good. It's, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying not to like dive into projection towards the NFL because we don't know how that's going to go. But just like appreciating this season, what he did as a college quarterback, like the toughness, getting blasted. The pocket movement was for nerds like us, it was glorious. Yeah, it was crazy. It's, it's amazing to watch. It's. We look at pocket movement like most people watch Barry Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Whoa! <laughs> uh, accuracy and anticipation. I talked about this like every time they showed it ridiculously. The When they were in the deep red zone, he floated a ball about 12 or 15 yards in front of the receiver. I believe yeah. it was Chase was on like the seven running into yeah. the end zone. Wasn't open. He threw – Joe Burrow threw the ball – about 12 or 15 yards in front of the receiver before he was open, let the receiver work his way open while the ball was in the air. And to put it 12 or 15 yards when you're in the red zone, yeah. like that's not much to work yeah, with. Yeah, that's not a lot of work. Anyway, <laughs> he put it on the right spot. It was one of the, it was probably one of the best passes I've ever seen. Like live. Like full stop. Yeah. 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 What a lot of his deep throws looked a whole lot like just handing the ball to the receiver. Just in perfect spots, in stride, right on the chest where you want it, um, right over the helmet. Uh, I hadn't seen a lot of him playing live, mostly highlights, but watching that game was ridiculous. That's quarterbacking. Yeah, as, as far as just accuracy and ability to throw the deep ball, or even his intermediate stuff... Yeah, he threw it right over linebackers' heads, right only where the receiver could catch it. Yeah, which is exactly how you play quarterback. And his game situation awareness. Yeah, run things like when he scrambled up the middle and then knew to get out of bounds yeah. so they could have that last right. last touchdown at the end of the half. Things like that. Like that is watch that game for the definition of like elite college quarterbacking. Yeah, because that's what it is. Uh, we, I, you know, I don't know. We'll get off season. I'll we'll get into whether you can be a good pro and right. all the things I don't need there. But yeah, and, and college quarterback. Yeah, co- college quarterbacking is for sure the right way to put it because who knows? Who yeah? He he already did the college thing, and we know he was a great college quarterback for this season. Like the the twenty nineteen LSU Tigers won the championship because Joe Burrow and Joe Brady 
yeah were there made it so yeah, yeah. um wanted to talk a little bit about Trevor Lawrence he obviously he didn't have a good game it was a bad day like don't let anybody tell you it wasn't <laughs> because people are allowed to have bad days and to me it just seemed like he realized pretty early that it was all on him. Yeah. More than indifferent than when quarterbacks always go in knowing like, oh, if I throw four picks, right? You know, that's on me. Yeah. This it was like, a, usually my defense plays well. We can always right. run the ball. Like, we're always better coached. Yeah. And it, it was like, oh, that's not right. oh, happening. Oh today. no, we're getting matched with equal talent. Yeah. If I I have to do some special yeah. things, it was, seemed like the first time he realized in college at least. I have to do some special things or we're not winning. Right. And it and he couldn't. Yeah. And my big takeaway is that that's fine. Like those the reason that's why it's good that college players stay in college for 3 years. Right. Because there are certain things like this where you can't that's not an experience he gets game to game. Right. Like if he if he only had to stay 2 years, only had to stay 1 year, he would never experience this, never have to learn to... He'd have to learn to beat that in the NFL. Right. And that's 10 times harder than doing it in college, where your next game, your next approach at that, is somebody who's not as good. You know what I mean? Like, that's it's game one of next right. year. Yeah. How do you come back from it? Yeah. And going from freshman year, where everything just kind of works out for you, and you have one of the best defenses and college football history with all those guys right. coming back then your sophomore year doesn't go as well well your junior year how do you respond college is where you learn that nba doesn't have that nfl does and i think that's a difference in the the, the game right you see on the field yeah I, I would love it if the worst adversity i ever uh encountered was going 25 and 1 in my college career <laughs> yeah what a guy <laughs> Pretty good adversity. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he'll have some better moments than that game. <laughs> the game's going to be so distant. And his, <laughs> by the time he's like 45, he'll yeah. be like, oh yeah, I did lose a championship lose game. game. Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh, oh, freaking weird. Okay, that's the news. Uh, we're just going to go in straight into the NFL playoffs. We Talk some division, divisional round, divisional, divisional round react. Oof, read it. Uh, we're gonna talk about divisional round reactions and conference championship preview. Yeah, we're gonna do that. Start in the AFC. There was my um, seven seconds of hosting. Yeah, <laughs> it was well done. <laughs> uh, start in the AFC. Go chronolog chronologically from that division, which means we start with the Titans and the Ravens. <laughs> um, yeah, Titans twenty eight, Ravens twelve. Your boy got that right. Uh, Atta boy, smooth and bail, suck it. <laughs> uh, I believe that was a desperation pick by you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. but I definitely, th I definitely thought it could happen. Yeah. I didn't think it would, but I thought it could. Gotta have faith. Gotta have beta, beta. Who are your takeaways? Um, I think the Titans played the Ravens as well as they could have, pretty and much perfectly. Uh, yeah, pretty much perfectly. Uh, pretty much forcing Lamar to throw uh, and taking away the run game. Their defense played really fast, uh, really fast. and got out to him quick, which kind of uh, took away his ability to run. Um, and, like, in the past game, uh, played a lot of zone. Like, didn't give them easy throws. No. Which, which kind of took away tight, their offense. Tight zone, which is yeah. different than zone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I just feel... Start with the Titans. This is, this is what I wrote down. The Titans have an uncanny ability to invite people into a phone booth and then pummel them. Yeah. They, Pretty accurate. It, it, they don't ever seem to, like... To do that much to get people into the game that they want to play. Yeah. It's not like these these huge things happen. Right. It just kind of starts that way. 
It's like from from the first second that ticks off the clock, yeah. you're in their area. You're in their phone booth and they're going to pummel you. And because they did that, they forced the Ravens to play outside their formula. Um, and then we can get into the, to Lamar, like you were kind of referencing it. He had a bad day. Again, people are allowed to have a bad day. Lamar Jackson is 22 years old. Yeah. I, I uh, We talked about this actually at the time, but Lamar showed... That he is at the same level of quarterbacking as the rest of his class. You're you're allowed to have time to develop as a young quarterback. Right. Like he plays quarterback, the part where you have to drop back and pass, as well at the same level as Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, and they all went in the first round. Yeah. Like it's it, it, and it's it's good and it's inconsistent at times. That's the thing. Right. All of them are. I mean, look at what Baker did last year, and then this year was inconsistent. Sam Darnold has been inconsistent. Josh Allen will show you something and then show you something terrible. Right. Then so does so does Lamar. So I'm yeah. not trying to knock Lamar. I'm just saying that give him some time. Yeah, not at all. Lamar, if you can say one thing, like he's shown improvement from year one to year two. Incredible improvement. Yeah. Last year he. Did not play all that well. Um, and yeah. especially in that playoff game that they had, his first taste of playoffs... Was he, bad. Was bad. Yeah. And then he comes in in, off this, off, in the offseason, works super hard. You can tell by his traps during yeah. his first, <laughs> first press conference. Uh, and greatly improved his accuracy. Like, everyone, everyone just kind of marveling at how much he improved... From year one to year two, and now from year two to year three, what else can you do? Yeah, let's see. It, let's, let's see. Let's see you get a little better at like reading coverages, throwing in tight zones instead of only being able to throw yeah being play action and only throwing to your tight ends. Yeah, because once once the tight ends are taken away it, it, against the Titans, he really had nothing to that he could do. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you on the whole thing. I just think people got a little too high, and and you can say, well, he should have gone earlier than those other guys because of how he can run. He can hide the fact that he's at the same level of quarterbacking right. where the other guys can't. But that's that's why people took him later. Right. <laughs> you can see it both ways there. Let's go to the reaction to the Texans and the Chiefs. Texans thirty-one at Chiefs. Uh, 51. 51. Bales, your Texans, let you down for the last time this season. Damn. But yeah, Texas, uh, I, I, I'm going to put this out there. Mahomes is, Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, uh, and it's not close. Yeah, he's pretty all right. He's yeah. pretty all right at quarterback. Uh, he does some things. Yeah. We, he's got traits. I remember we were watching this game together. Uh, and after that disastrous, like, first quarter, yeah, we were both kind of like, are we going to see the Texans and Titans in <laughs> this, this uh, championship game? Us? Oh, no. Uh, and then, um, the world seemed like it corrected itself, uh, <laughs> and the Chiefs so harshly. went off. Yeah, uh, I would be super upset if I was from Houston, uh, and just enjoyed the Texans at all, because they... Pooped the bed? Yeah. Because, because, <laughs> and because you couldn't enjoy the Chiefs. Like, for us who don't right, care yeah, yeah. about like about the Texans all that much. Yeah. Or the Chiefs, really. Like, there's yeah. no connection anywhere. Yeah. You just you just get to watch. Yeah, and Mahomes played unreal. It, yeah. They scored a lot of points. He can't, and it's incredible. People can't... You can't match Mahomes. Yeah. He is the best quarterback in the league. You want to blitz him? You want to get him off his spot? Now you're dealing with Russell Wilson. Exactly. With maybe a better arm. Yeah. <laughs> you want to you wanna sit back? Try and zone? They pick you apart. Yeah. Just like any other great quarterback. Travis Kelsey will now, run a now bunch of options. Now Rodgers. Yeah. You want to you put no pressure on him? Right. Now you've got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Which do you want? Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? No. Yeah. You can't be right. Yeah. And to me, the biggest thing that I saw, that that's what the reason I'm so in on Mahomes now, leadership like his, think about what it felt like in Kansas City. 
all the playoff woes that they've had. Haven't won in so long. Being heartbroken by the Patriots last year. And that was like their thing, their year. We're going it's gonna be we're gonna beat the Patriots. This is the heart of Kansas City, and it died. It was ripped in half. And then to be down twenty-four nothing, have all these terrible things happen. And Mahomes, two things I saw. He threw, they were in the red zone. He tried, he was scrambling to the right. He tried to throw a pass to Miko Hardman in the back of the end zone. And a linebacker tipped it. And it was like pickup basketball where a point guard will try and give you like a nice pass. And it doesn't work out somehow. Like somebody t- t- kind of tips it and you're like, ah, I saw you. Like that was really close. And it's all positive. There's no like, hey, you missed me. What the hell? It was all positive. And that's how it was with him and Hardman. There was no, like, dude, I was open. Or there wasn't, like, a, oh, man, almost had it. It was like, we're going to get it because we're going to score because we're the freaking Chiefs. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for, like, having a good like good um, body language during the game. Yeah. Which the Chiefs, I mean, even when they were down so, like, down early. After their first touchdown, he ran to the other side of yeah. the stadium. Yeah. Like, doing the airplane. Like, just keeping everyone in it. Right. And you're still down, like, three scores. Yeah. Uh, and and that's something you need from a quarterback. You need somebody who's going to keep you Dead. afloat when you're down. Yeah. It, There's no dead. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the, the other thing I saw was they were still down, I believe. And he looked at the crowd and was screaming at them. They had scored like their second or third touchdown in probably like four minutes. And was just screaming at them, I told you we're going to win this game. (laughs) Just like at top of his line with like like pissed that some people in that stadium might have believed that they weren't. Right. Like that's how much belief he had. Positivity and confidence are like two of the biggest things that a leader... Yeah. Especially in football, can have. And he's got it. Yeah. Let's move on to the championship game. Sunday, 12.05 p.m. on CBS. Titans at Chiefs. Uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs. Who are you going to take? You want to take I really one? want the Titans to win so badly because I want to see Derrick Henry run over everybody all the time. But who are you going to take? Uh, you can take the Titans. I'm going to go Titans. Okay. Oof. So you're gonna, you'll go tight. You'll go Titans. Um, I also yeah nah okay. Apparently, I saw this Titans fans. They've been making like everything I listen to. They've been talking about Titans fans are being like super shitty to everybody. Like just cussing anyone out, anyone that will pick against them or just say anything that's not super positive. It's like really bad remarks. Interesting. Like, the people don't really do anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So That's being, not a good look. They're being terrible. Um, and for any Titans fans that are listening, uh, Titans fans are also getting at people like, oh, you didn't believe in us early. Guess who else didn't? Mike Vrabel, your head coach. This is a quote from him. On October 15, we were 2-4. and four. I was a bad coach, and this was a bad team. Yeah. So, uh, you guys can turn it around. Just, like, know that people weren't always wrong. Right, exactly. Um, this is the this is what I wrote down on why I took the Chiefs. You can try and force a running team to pass. You can't really force a passing team to run. Interesting. Does that make sense? It does make sense. But I think... So you're saying that that's why the Chiefs are going to win? Because the Titans can't force them to run? Yeah. How do you... How do you control that game. You would have to get so... I mean, you can, obviously. Right. But you would have to get so many stops, keep the ball for so long, I'm not sure. And keep the ball and then make sure you score. That's the hard part. You can't just keep it. You have to keep it and score. Yeah, but here's a stat I heard this week Mm -hmm. on the Titans offense. In the red zone... They're 31 and 32, scoring a touchdown. Not even scoring, scoring a touchdown 31 and 32. So I think that if the, if the Chiefs are unable to stop their run game, which not many have been able to, mm-hmm. I 
I think that if the Titans play their football, like the Chiefs don't stop them from running, and they jump on every opportunity that the Chiefs give them, Titans could win this game just with scoring three touchdowns and keeping the clock. Yeah. Maybe. The Titans, the Chiefs scored on seven straight possessions. Yeah, they did do that. (laughs) Um... Yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, I I don't think I don't think it'll be a blowout. I think it'll be close either way. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, and if I was them, I'd put like I don't know eleven people in the box. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just figure it out. Uh, close game. You're taking the Titans. I'll take the Chiefs. Let's move on to the NFC. Vikings at 49ers. Vikings ten. Niners twenty seven. All three regular hosts took the Niners. Pretty easy call there. Um. First thing I wanted to bring up, 49ers D-line played with a discipline that Cam Jordan did not. Um, You and I have both gone from liking Cam Jordan to now being kind of sick of Cam Jordan. When I was watching the Saints-Vikings game, he was guessing all the time. They were in a zone run scheme, and he would like dive into the guard from a defensive end position, and then Delvin Cook would just cut back beyond Cam Jordan and go for like 15 yards and Cam Jordan would turn around looking at everyone else like, hey, where were you? Yeah, uh, I personally didn't get to watch this game. Yeah. You know, working as much. Working in jobs. Yeah, that's what I hear. Um, Yeah, I I just, the Cam Jordan thing. Uh, Yeah, I am not a fan. And purely because I don't like him. As a person, he just seems, he just seems like, uh, like a real weirdo, but not in a good way. Yeah. He's got, like, like he thinks he's so much better than he is. Like, yeah, he's... He thinks he is, he's not. He's yeah, kind of weird. Yeah, just, I don't, I don't like him. Yeah. Just seeing, like, on the NFL Top 100, any interview I've seen him, he's just got a, there's something about his face, and I want to <laughs> punch it. <laughs> Like, there's, there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing he can do about it. Uh, has yeah, nothing to do about his performance on the field, which... That's what it got for me. Yeah. Once I saw... Once I was like, okay, you say a lot of dumb things, but you also play dumb? Yeah. Okay, we're done. Yeah. I think he's an okay player that yeah. thinks he's, like... Really good. That he thinks he belongs all pro, like, first team... Yeah. Every year. And in that. And... Yeah. Um, it was tough. Niners team speed is ridiculous. Yeah. I told you about this play since you, like you said, you didn't get to see the game. There was a play early. Dalvin Cook tried to bounce it. He went through the line and then tried to bounce it outside and was run down before he could get the edge by, I think it was Fred Warren. It might have been Greenlaw. It was one of those two. And he got up and looked around and was like, what the hell? I've been doing this all year. No one's ever caught me. This is not going to be a good day. Right. Like yeah. his eyes told you that he didn't, he couldn't comprehend how a linebacker just ran with him. Right. Yeah. Speed kills. And they got it everywhere. Yeah, they do. They sure do. Everywhere. But they also smack. Yeah, they do. Especially, especially getting Quan Alexander back who yeah. is a freak. And it's just, like, fun. He's the energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The energy on their defensive side of the ball this upcoming week is going to be ridiculous. This is this, this is the thing. This is the thing that I wrote down. They have this weird cla- clashing energy of wrestling from Kittle, yeah. Sala, Bosa, yeah. and execution from Shanahan and Richard Sherman. Who's also got some wrestling in him. He does. He does. <laughs> he some pro wrestling he does, but He's got him. that Stanford, like, I know everything that's right, happening. Yeah, and yeah. Shanahan stands there like... He's the middleman. Yeah. Kittle will talk to him in the, in the pro wrestler <laughs> yeah. way. And then he'll just turn around and talk to But talk the to rest Shanahan. of them are, like, slamming beers together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just... it's, And I love that. It's, like, it's yeah. really fun, but also you're also playing good football. Yeah. Which is hard to do. For sure. Yeah. And that, that's why I, I like them. Big fan. They're fun to watch. So move on to the Seahawks Packers game. Seahawks twenty three, Packers twenty eight. Uh, Smooth went with the Seahawks. He was the only one that was wrong. Rough. Just by the way, I went from zero and four to four for four. I love it. Yeah, 
pretty consistent over here. Uh, I'll just read what I what I brought down, then we can talk on that. Seahawks aren't talented. Uh, I didn't like their gameplay, and especially defensively. Thought they took themselves out of the game. How do you let Devontae Adams murder you like that? I don't get it. Because he's really good at football. Yeah, but they weren't even trying to not let him be. Yeah. Um, but I also didn't think the Packers were that impressive either. Rodgers Rogers did his thing, obviously, when he needed it. What, seven for nine on third down. Great throws. Um, and he could definitely get hot for a game, which we'll talk about in the upcoming. But, um, yeah, it's kind of a weird game. Neither are great. Yeah, it... it Underwhelming. Yeah, like, that was it, the whole game in a like, nutshell. Yeah, b- both games for this conference. True. Uh, but, yeah, Devontae Adams is uh, really good. He's a really good receiver. And I guess the Seahawks were just taking the thing of, we'll tie one of your hands behind your back. And there's no way Devonta Adams can be that good, and they were wrong. They were super wrong. Yeah, I just don't like it when teams are like, "Oh no, we play cover three here." Yeah, even though you're murdering us, right? We play cover three here. Yeah, it's not it's not working for us, but we're gonna keep yeah doing the thing we do. Yeah. Uh, last thing on this game, we done with this whole clowny thing. Because he was he was not good. Like he's a good player. He's not great. He's not a difference maker. Yeah, he's not. Leave consi- him alone. He's not consistent. His thing is he no. makes he makes he makes three or four big splash plays. Yeah. Three or four big tackles in the backfield. He's a tackles for loss guy. He's not a sack guy. Yeah. Like yeah. he's 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 pretty good. I would. You know, yeah. I'm not saying I wouldn't take him on my team. Of course. Oh yeah. You take him on the team. Yeah. But if. Depending on the contract. Right. Depending on what you can get back. Like, everyone's crushing the Texans to make this trade. And I'm like, kind of won. Yeah, made it to this. They made it to, yeah, they made it. Barkevius Mingo was the one who blocked the punt for him. Exactly, put him up, yeah. Put him up. <laughs> like, what more can you ask for? Uh, we can ask for the championship NFC Championship game Sunday, 340 on Fox. Packers at Niners. Who you rocking with? Niners. I'm taking the Niners. I'm also taking the Niners. Niners and Niners. Um, Run the ball. Yeah. How about a 12-run series for a touchdown? For against the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. Just stealing your yeah. soul. Yeah. And George That's so Kittle, demoralizing. George Kittle actually yelled at the sideline, Run it again after <laughs> pancaking a guy. Um, here's what... Here's what I think about this game, in generally, with these two teams. The Niners seem like next year's version of the Packers. Now that the Packers know exactly who they are, they can address their needs in the draft. Like, speed at linebacker, power in the interior line, and then you're basically the Niners. True. True. I think, yeah, interior line, yeah. But with Rodgers. Exactly, (laughs) yeah, with... with, uh... Arguably better quarterback. At this point, he's getting up there, and Jimmy G is just coming into the league and doing what he can do. Yeah, um, figuring it out. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that, but good yeah. job. That comes from... that. <laughs> I kind of sparked it because a guy I listened to, he always says, the team that everybody thinks is going to be good, like they're the up-and-comers, this year's Browns, mm-hmm. it's never this year. It's always the next year mm. that they're good. They yeah. figure it out. Right. We need to give them one more year than we always think. Yeah. Okay, so we've got the... We have chosen the Niners to go to the Super Bowl. And you've chosen the Titans. I've chosen the Chiefs. But I want to do one more thing before we get out of here. You got it. Super Bowl wants. We're going to do what we want in the Super Bowl or what people would want from four different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So first off, who do you want to see in the Super Bowl? I want to see Titans Niners. Titans Niners. Okay. Yes. Well, that's what you chose. It sure is. I want to see Chiefs Niners. That's what I chose. Pretty obvious there. Who do you think the networks want to see? Uh, so Chiefs you... Packers. Chiefs Packers. I was thinking Chiefs Niners. See, I'm thinking Chiefs Packers because nobody wants to see a run game. 
and the Packers don't have as of right now yeah. don't have much of a run game. And Aaron Rodgers brings star power. State Farm. Uh, Chiefs Packers is also what? I think it was Super Bowl one. You might be right. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. But like the Niners are kind of up and coming yeah. hot team. Yeah. Chiefs definitely are. Niners like, for sure could work. I think yeah. they absolutely do not want Titans in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Titans Packers would be pretty rough. I'm like, yes, yeah. you have Rodgers. Yeah. But none of the other Especially guys. Especially for like market wise. Yeah. Like Green Bay. Green Bay and Tennessee. Tennessee. That's going to be pretty That's rough. not great. I mean, Kansas yeah. City's not much better, but they are hot, yeah. a hot offensive team. And people team. love to watch exactly. Kansas City, yeah. at least. NFL, who do they want? If you were the NFL, who would you want in there? I think it would be Packers Chiefs because then you can play up the whole like 100th year. It's all like coming oh, yeah, back that's, on that's itself. Super point. Bowl one. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a good point. And also, uh, it's a quarterback league. And Rodgers and Mahomes are the two best quarterbacks in the, in the playoffs right now. True. If you were a, last one, if you were a Miami resident, Super Bowl's in Miami, who would you want? Who would I want? Uh, I don't really think you could be wrong about this. I think I would want the 2001 Hurricanes mm. and the 84 Dolphins. That would be it. That would be a hell of a Super Bowl. <laughs> who wins that one? It might be the Hurricanes. <laughs> yeah. Good at that, lord at that, of point, that team. At that point. If I'm a Miami resident, I think I'm wanting Niners for sure. I think Niners-Titans. Those two teams just seem like they could party. Yeah, for sure. See like George Kittle walking around? Yeah, man. That would be pretty fun. Derrick Henry is huge. Yeah. You'd never miss him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. All right. A couple different Super Bowl, but whoever we get, it's going to be a lot of fun. Just as episode 98 was a lot of fun. Um, find us on Twitter, bold underscore nonsense. Instagram, bold dot nonsense. Email us at Are you bold, nonsense, <laughs> bold nonsense podcast. I don't work here. <laughs> bold nonsense podcast at gmail.com. Say it every week, Liam. And I listen every week. I'm proud of you. We appreciate it. Uh, expect the shows on Saturdays. Saturday Side Piece Weekend Listen. Find it on SoundCloud or iTunes, iHeartRadio. iTunes is the best place. If you find it on iTunes, then rate and review. Just for shits and gigs. For fun. Help us out. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for letting me making me not do this by myself. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. <laughs> it was a good time. You want to say bye? Yeah. Bye-bye. Big ups to people of all stars and stripes. I'm at Walt Disney. If you love it, love us. This is Bold Nonsense, episode 98. Thank you for listening. Stay senseless. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Thank you very little. I hate goodbyes. It's over. Go home. Go.